there and welcome to another episode of Shouting in the Evening, brought to you by the Scheidt International Theatre Company. Please make yourselves comfortable. The performance is about to begin. been outside i know you were outside where were you outside i just took aunt maggie to her car that was 25 minutes ago it's a big car park it's not that big when you're her age and using a stroller everywhere is that big miss patterson mr patterson i will be closing in just a few minutes the other mourners have left thanks Uh, we just need a few minutes to collect ourselves take whatever time you need and once again Let me say how sorry we are for your loss. Your mother was a good woman. Yes, she was. Um, Thank you for everything, Mr Donovan. Is is everything set for the funeral mass tomorrow? Don't worry about a thing. It's all been taken care of. Do you think we could go over the reading just one more time? Jackie, it's taken care of. I just want to see if we can... It's fine. These guys all have it under control, okay? Thanks again, Mr Donovan. Uh, We'll leave in a few and see you tomorrow morning at 8.30, right? That's right. If you have any concerns between now and then, please don't hesitate to call me. We won't. I mean, we will call you, that is. We won't hesitate to call if we need to, which we shouldn't. Uh, You know what I mean. Good night. Uh, Good night. Please let yourself out by the front. The door will lock behind you. Good night. So, are we uh, ready to go? So why were you out there so long? Out where? In the car park. Oh, you're back to this. I'm curious. I told you it's a big car park. Scott, the car park holds like maybe 30 cars in total. I know. And we visited every single one of them. What? Why? Well, Aunt Maggie. She couldn't find hers. Excuse me? She couldn't find her car. What? What? Was it stolen? Oh, no, 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 no. Sit, listen. She couldn't find a car because, well, she couldn't remember what a car looked like. No. Yep. She didn't remember what she drove here. Apparently not. So what, you two just walked aimlessly? Did, did you ask her what she drove? Oh, I did. She said it was one of those cars they always have on TV. I said, oh, of course. One of those. I'm thinking of getting one. What was she talking about? Fuck if I know. She said she's had it for two years and only remembers it from the inside. She never paid much attention to the outside. You're kidding. Nope. Didn't even know the colour. She did know that she liked the colour of the one on TV better than the one that she got. So? So we walked around the car park looking in every single car. For what? So she could check the interior of each car. She'd figured... She'd recognise the inside by what she kept on the back seat. What does she have on her back seat? Or do I even want to know? Couldn't tell you. Neither could she. She just knew she'd remember when she saw it. That's terrible. Tell me about it. I'm going down one row of cars reporting what was in each car while she did the other. She's yelling out, What's in the red one? I got a sweater and some bottled water in this one. 
I tell her to keep her voice down. She yells even louder. Make sure you check the back seat. Tell me what you've got. We started to get noticed by people, right? We look like such nicely dressed car thieves. She's banging that stroller into every car door. Thank God we didn't set off any car alarms, by the way. And all of a sudden, she gets up to this really nice infinity and starts screaming, I think we hit the jackpot, Scotty! So I run over and she says, False alarm, I don't like the seats in this one. At this point, I didn't know if we were trying to find her old car or shopping for a new one. Why didn't you come and get me? Why, were you going to make her an offer? <laughs> that isn't funny. I'll say, I had my eye on this silver cord. Look, you didn't think anything was wrong with her? She might have had a stroke or something. Jax, calm down. She didn't have a stroke. How do you know? Because she's always been like this. You know that. She got lost in a two-car garage, and it was hers. She only remembers the first three numbers of anyone's phone, including her own. The only successful phone call she's made in the last two years was to 999. How many times did Mum have to go over to let her back into her own house? Well, Mum said the lock sticks. That's about the only thing that does. She forgets everything. So actually, I see this car search thing as something positive. How is that positive? Because she's got a system. She knows she has trouble remembering the car, so she gave herself something that would trigger her memory of it. Kind of ingenious, if you ask me. It's only ingenious if she remembers the trigger. You said she couldn't remember what was inside her car to trigger her memory. I know. Here's where it gets good. I asked her why she didn't just write herself a note telling her the license number of the make of the car, keep it in her purse and take it out whenever she was looking. At that point, she says, Aha! Good thinking, Scotty. And proceeds to pull out a photo from her purse. Of the car? No, of the inside of her car. She photographed the back seat of her car with, drumroll please, Uncle Jimmy's navy uniform laying in the back seat. His what? His old navy sailor suit, laid out on the back seat like she just got it back from the cleaners. Why didn't she just take a picture of the car? You have to admit, nobody else is going to have a sailor suit in the back of their car unless they're Popeye. That is just about the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Why? Works for her. She has a problem, she found a way to deal with it, and we found her car. After what? What, 20 minutes of peeking in back seats for a sailor suit? Well, I'm just glad Uncle Jimmy wasn't in the Special Forces. Camos might have blended in. <laughs> oh, you're just so funny. Why is this bothering you so much? You don't think that was a colossal waste of time? No, but you obviously do. You're right, I think it was. I think you're such a control freak that you can't stand anyone doing something differently than you. I am not a control freak. It just seems counterproductive to waste so much time doing things in such a backwards way. If I was Aunt Maggie, I would have a notebook with all my important information in it, like phone numbers, addresses, contact people, any medication I was on, scheduled appointments, things like that. Put all that stuff in her cell phone as well, and then I'd have a picture of the car plate number and for that matter I'd have it parked in front of the house so I got a picture of that and the address as well make duplicates of everything for both the house and the glove compartment with the original in her purse she'd never have a problem with forgetting anything that makes the most sense good thing you're not control Frank that might complicate things oh do you know what I'm not going to argue this with you I'm exhausted from today and I've got better things to do than worry about Aunt Maggie and her car I can't believe I actually wasted five minutes having this discussion when I should be worrying about our mother. 
Checks. I'm not trying to be a stupid ass here, but why do you have to worry about Mum? She's sort of out of your jurisdiction now, isn't she? Oh, nice way to talk about... A dead woman. That's what we're talking about, and all due respect to her, but she's not napping heavily. She's dead. Nothing you or I say or do is going to make the slightest amount of difference to her anymore. There's still the funeral tomorrow. Which the very nice funeral director is overseeing. You don't have to deal with anything. Let someone else take care of it. <laughs> That's easy for you. You haven't done anything. Spoiled your fun. Oh, fun? You think this is fun for me? No, I don't. But I do think that you thrive on being in charge of this. You've been running around like a headless chicken for the past few days. Taking charge, barking orders. You're making it impossible for anyone to enjoy this funeral. Oh, well, I'm sorry I took all your fun out of the funeral. You know what I mean. We just wanted to say goodbye to Mum in our own way, not your way. What are you saying? I'm saying that you need to stop. Take a deep breath. Say goodbye and let her go. And let us let her go. But, but I'm just... It's okay. It's okay. I'm such an idiot. No, you're not. You know what? I am. You said it yourself. I've been bossing everyone around. I'm so sorry. We just lost our mother. I think you get a pass on this one, okay? No, 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 no. I need to talk to Sue and Jerry. Oh, Mr. Donovan. I was rude to all of them. I probably need to go and Jackie, say... Jackie, stop. Jesus, listen to yourself. Nobody is mad at you. I'm mad at me. For what? Nobody gives a crap whether you were rude or not. They've got other things on their mind. Like... The woman in the next room. And I don't? Ah, oh, screw you, you stupid ass. Wow, you really need a timeout. Oh, don't talk to me like I'm a kid. And stop behaving like one. I'm being more of an adult about this than you are. I've been doing everything for Mum. You've done nothing to help. So you keep reminding me. Well, it's true. Well, here's the first thing I'm going to do for her. I'm going to get you out of here. Leave me alone. Look. You want to be pissed at me, be pissed at me outside. Pretty sure Mr. Donovan and his staff would like to leave sometime tonight. Frankly, I think Mum wants us out as well. I thought nothing we said could make any difference to her anymore. Nothing I say. You, they can hear on the other side, and I know we didn't pay to have Mum's coffin soundproofed. <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry. No, don't. I should be the one apologising. You have done everything. You've been waiting on her for as long as I can remember. I never stepped up like you did. Even now, after she passed, I didn't know what to do. You? You just jumped in with both feet and took care of everything. I couldn't have done what you did. It was just easier to let you handle things. And besides, I figured you appreciated keeping busy. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I did. So, you cool? Yeah. I mean, are you cool with me? Yes, Scott, we're cool. Good, because my stupid ass is going numb from these chairs. I'd really like to go home. Yeah, sorry I called you a stupid ass. That's all right. I usually ignore the stupid things you say. Stupid? Relax. I'm a stupid ass, remember? Yeah, but you're my favourite stupid ass. Shouldn't I be jealous that you have other stupid asses? Only a real stupid ass would be jealous. <laughs> okay. I think I'm ready to leave. Good. Because it looks like everybody else already has. I guess I'll head back home and start going through her things. <laughs> My work never ends.
does tonight. What do you mean? Why are you coming with me first? Where are we going? To the car park. You can help me look for my car. You don't remember what you drove here in? That's the problem. I remember exactly what I drove here in. I think I could do with a change. <laughs> well, I think I could too. That was Waiting on Mum Who Already Left Written by John Busser And starring Ross Atkins Ian Cowison And Ali Gallo Thanks go to our esteemed technical wizard Ian For sound manipulation and button wrangling Join us again next time For another Shouting in the Evening production Cheerio Cheerio